Welcome to Season 2, Episode 22 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season that really should just have stayed in 2020. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 22 of Fringe, Over There, Part 1? My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Why was Hi, there a I'm Charlie? Mark? I'm David. Why was there a question mark at Over There, because, Part 1? Because you didn't include the Part 1 in there, but I want to say Part 1 because it is Part 1. Yeah, but it's also, it wasn't on the TV guide, because I think they aired these back-to-back or something. No, these are, I think these are a week apart. I'm pretty are sure these are a week apart. I'll double-check TV guide. Um, uh, May, yeah, were a week guys, apart. May 20th, yeah. What have you guys been up to? I moved. I helped him move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we got our keys, um, I think New Year's Day, took a couple boxes up. And then on the second, took a couple more boxes up. I have a very angry rant about Bell Internet Services and not sending technicians <laughs> out. Or Rogers in this case, because the cable line's already active. But do they tell you that? You sit at the home having unpacked all the stuff you brought on the half-hour drive? No, they don't tell you that. They just go, oh, they'll figure it out. That was that. And then 12 full hours on the third with uh our former roommates and nick and his very awesome girlfriend who helped us move and now we're i'm in my own office and i have the futon in here which is where david will sleep if he ever visits if, if, he, ever if, gets to, ever visit. if he gets to visit <laughs> if that possibility ever happens again <laughs> yeah we'll see on that one nick what have you been up to other than helping me um, well, yeah, I, I helped you move. Um, other than that, um, I've started, God, I'm back to TAing again. Um, I had uh, intro TA meetings for this coming semester. Joy. Um, yep. Uh, and uh, David, um, what? you know one of the profs that I'm working with. Yes, I had to censor their name. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are, I will, I will say, um, they are super, super nice um, in terms of on the instructor side and everything. And mm. in general, like they were super nice as well. They were just a really hard marker. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they, I had no problems with them as a actual like lecturer or as like a professor. Or as a because, human being. Or as a human being, yeah. Because they were always super responsive. They were really like enthusiastic for their lessons and stuff. So like they tried really hard there they're just a brutal fucking marker is the problem <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um but yeah no i'm actually really excited to work with them because now i get to see from the other side as well and i've heard good mm-hmm. things uh so i'm very excited for that oh hey um, that's and... the title of this episode well he's no it's oh, not no, it's shit, over there no, he no, said what? other side charlie <laughs> damn it bleep that cut that <laughs> never i think we have alternate universe charlie with us in the alternate universe <laughs> is called the other side Char- it. Oh, God. Listen, there's a reason that they killed Charlie on our side. <laughs> oh, my God. We do. Uh, we'll get into it. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise demo. That's what I've been doing today. Um, highly recommend it. Everyone play Monster Hunter. It's a great franchise. Um, if your only experience of Monster Hunter has been World, you probably won't like this. Just an FYI. <laughs> what if um, my only experience with Monster Hunter is rewatching the movie trailer over and over again on a loop? Um, yeah, go play World. <laughs> <laughs> no, no go hate play towards World, but not this. No hate towards uh, people who only play Monster Hunter World, but like. Please don't be on Twitter complaining that the new Monster Hunter looks like shit because it's not World 2. Because that's... World was a spinoff game, guys. Like, 
<laughs> in Monster Hunter Core. So yeah, that's such a yeah. weird statement for how high fidelity that game is. Yeah, that's why it was a spinoff. It looked too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Monster Hunter unless I have to imagine what the creature looks like myself. No, it's not Monster Hunter when all the weapons look exactly the goddamn same. <laughs> Ooh. That was Man, a major complaint I saw. Weapon design in Monster Hunter World was shit, dude. Like, they just oh, took the same got... <laughs> base model and added one or two different things. Oh, you have this big gray, um, big gray sword. Oh, you killed that red thing. Now it's a big red sword. Not even. Now it's Ooh. a big gray sword with red highlights. Ooh. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> But yeah, definitely excited for Rise to come back. Um, everyone jump on the Monster Hunter train. Please, please enjoy Rise and don't compare it to World. Fair. Uh, one last thing before we get into TV Guide. Uh, the day today is January 8th, 2021, and nothing significant has happened in the news, and that's all we're going to say about it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's someone that we know's birthday. And that's the most important thing that's happened today. It is someone that we know is birth today. Oh, and yeah. Then... Triangle Boy becomes Triangle Man. Yes. Triangle <laughs> our... Boy can now drink in the Triangle States. <laughs> what? Triangle States? <laughs> triangle States? I don't know, man. <laughs> he, first of all, it's not a state, so he can't drink in the States. <laughs> he can drink in a Triangle Province, if that's what you were going for. But No, 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 Triangle Boy is 21. Triangle Boy is a 2000 baby, dude. Oh, yes. Triangle Boy is a 2000 baby? Oh, God. Yeah, no, that was, that was a joke before in the other channel. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Never forgets his age. He just has to look at the last two digits of the year. Yep. <laughs> it's what great. a fucking nerd. <laughs> Can't wait for the, the BuzzFeed article saying, oh, um, Gen Z's math skills are down because they don't have to do mental math to calculate their age. <laughs> Dude, I just have to look at the last two years and add four. It's easy. Yeah, it's still mental math, Ooh, though. Now we know BuzzFeed's, how old Nick is. BuzzFeed's going to be um, full of angry millennials. Currently, you don't, actually, if you use that math metric. <laughs> what? D now people what are you know? talking about? <laughs> we'll explain uh, this just, later charlie don't worry yes, about it it's fine it's it fine. makes this sense this does not have to go in the episode <laughs> uh tv guide please nick uh okay so the tv guide for this episode reads in part one of the two-part second season finale olivia journeys to the alternate universe with walter who is preparing for a showdown with william bell leonard neboy elizabeth bishop or Brady. <laughs> <laughs> they just like they did, again they must have had like a character limit or something because the quality of these have dropped so quickly <laughs> i just so, like elizabeth elizabeth bishop colon or labrady like so like not even in wait, parentheses talk about like that they, last slide there <laughs> but not even in parentheses like they just did for leonard nimoy to denote this is a character name this is the actor yeah, it's just, hey, Elizabeth Bishop, <laughs> colon, Orla Brady. <laughs> yeah, they could have said Orla Brady guest, like, guest stars as Elizabeth Bishop, but Again, no. Again, yeah. they must have had a character limit, and it just was too much. Or like, an intern just... didn't really watch the episode. Uh, it's the only explanation. Because hey, again, this, uh, this TV guide is only like 50% right. <laughs> like, up until that comma after Walter... 
that first half is entirely accurate. This is part one of a two-part second season finale, and Olivia does journey to an alternate universe with Walter. Post that, I don't believe that rest of it is correct. Hey man, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> In fact, let's get into and, it right now. Yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's get into this episode. David, what were your immediate thoughts when this episode started? <laughs> Um. Oh, hey, alternate universe. Oh, fuck. Olivia's alternate universe isn't dead. That's a called shot I failed. Oh, hey, look, Charlie. Who's this I, fucker? And then I'm guessing roughly seven minutes later, that's when you posted, fuck yeah, Zeppelins. <laughs> well, that was still in the cold open. That was only like three minutes later. That, yeah. was, Four minutes. that was the best thing because like i was eating dinner and watching x-files and i look at my phone and i'm like okay david posted the the script um and then <laughs> i get another ping and fuck yeah zeppelins <laughs> i will never not be excited for zeppelins that is well, fringes got you there at least i guess yeah that is my promise um but yeah so we open up to uh the alternate universe's way cooler fringe division uh yeah for sure (laughs) fucking broils is more of a badass uh charlie's still around um and has got some shit he's got to deal with um olivia's like not blonde no i guess so i guess i think at this point we should call her um a different name so i'm gonna call her gingeria <laughs> oh, it just hurts so her? much. Not even Red Livia. No, Gingeria. <laughs> gingeria is what we're going with. I just want to clarify. That's what I'm going uh, with. Charlie, please, please let me go with the real one. No, Ginger-ia. not yet. Gingeria. They yet. haven't said anything about it yet in uh, the episode, so we can't go with the real one. <laughs> no, you can't. Instead, go with we the must real one. go with Gingeria. <laughs> it just hurts. Um, it alternate hurts so Charlie. Much. Alternate Charlie should be Wormly. They keep no, he could just worms. be. He could just, he can be, just Charlie. be Charlie. There's a, Wormly, as I said, there's a reason why they killed Charlie. Wormly, Gingeria. Okay. okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it. The creative staff apparently called the alternate Olivia Bolivia, as in B Olivia. That's stupid, though. So we're gonna call her Bolivia. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling her Gingeria. All right, so until funny. the real name gets, uh, gets announced, I'll, I'll go with Bolivia. Um, she is now a country. Gingeria <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... could be a country too. <laughs> yeah, but it isn't. Yeah, so there's uh, a huge, there's like a f- anomalous event and something is tracking it. Brooklyn. And then we see Charlie and he's got this big gnarly scar on the side of his face. And Bolivia shows up. And then this other dude shows up and you're like, who the fuck is this good looking guy? <laughs> What the fuck? Who'd they replace Peter with? And why is he better than Peter? Yeah, why is he better than Peter in literally every single way? Wait, why is he the captain? Wait, what? <laughs> and then and then Colonel Broyles is there. Yeah. Um, showing that this is much more of a military operation. And he, he is so much better. He's in like a tight shirt showing off the bicep. And he's like, get the fuck to Brooklyn now. He is like, way more badass and it's great. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, I guess the scorpion chimera thing still happened because Charlie's got, he doesn't have worms in him. They're arachnids. And he has to inject himself with something or else they hatch and eat him from the inside out. (laughs) Yeah, fucking Walter should have been around to solve that problem instead. Yeah. But 
but no. And they got like advanced technology because mm-hmm. uh, the captain Lincoln, I think they say his name at this point, yeah. holds up a little yeah, like captain see-through Lee. see-through card, and he's like, "Oh, let's go through the fringe event. Oh, we got a molecular dissolution. Womp, womp. Oh, this and this. Oh, ooh. you know, another day but, at the office. But goddamn, guys, time to get to time. Time to go fix this class one breach down in Brooklyn, uh, and they. Uh, run out and you can once again tell this feels a lot more like an operation than how the fringe team in our side works because they're all in the back of a van that's uh, labeled fringe division and at one yeah, point yeah and has a way cooler logo yeah at one they seem point bolivia much more official yeah yeah bolivia goes out and talks to some people and she's like hi i'm from fringe division what's going on it's can i see your hear- show me it's weird to hear them call it like fringe division out in the open and stuff like it's def. This is definitely weird already. Like, not yeah. only is it the alternate universe, but like, oh wow, even this is different, which I really dig. Like, I'm enjoying. I I was really enjoying this. This is yeah. such a great way to drop into the alternate universe too. Instead yeah. of like doing some build up, they're just like, no, you're here. <laughs> Congratulations, you made it. Uh, and uh, yep. And yeah, IDs are called show me's. By the way, which is the which stupidest think, fucking thing which is in the also world. S- so dystopian because it sounds like the government was like i know what the people will like we'll call them show me's because you gotta show it to everyone like, and hey that I... uh, streaming service definitely ripped this off right <laughs> <laughs> you think fox is going to sue show me after this episode airs they're like they're right we copyrighted that <laughs> listen <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, like, what do people say? Like, because Olivia is just like, uh, it's just like, hey, can you show me your show me? Like, what the fuck? See, I in my mind, well, no, my it's head just, canon, can I have your show me? Yeah, or can I see my your head, show me? My head canon is they introduced it as like smart IDs, mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, can you like show that to me? And they had really authoritarian police, so everyone was like, show me, and so there it became like a shorthand. That's my idea. Is that it was named something else, and then it's just a colloquialism that's been adopted. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. colloquialism, though. Like, if it's from like, them having a very author, like, authentor, like, what's ah, but if it's them from being like, yeah, from having that kind of government, like, I don't think the uh, federal officer should be going around asking for it in that name. Then, like, they should be using a different term. Eh. But they're cool, uh, but authoritative government. <laughs> they're down anyways. with the kids. Anyways, getting back into the actual, like, show and the action, because this is all really fast-paced. Like, they throw you in as if this is, like, season two of you watching the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, they're like, uh, you know who all these characters are, including you know this Lincoln guy. You know who all these characters Lincoln are. Um, this, is, this is just the normal TV show. Um, they're also going to throw around a bunch of lingo about um, this breach and, um, you know, they start doing some analysis on it, and it's like stage three degradation. Like, it's terrible. Oh, oh no, we, we got have to quarantine. quarantine. <laughs> Who knows what the word quarantine means also? It makes no yeah. sense to me. I've never heard that word before in my life. <laughs> well, much like real life, they decide not to quarantine as well. <laughs> well, no. Well, because well, no. also... Broyles, in, in... Broyles brings in Farnsworth to determine whether they need to quarantine or not. Yeah, because in this universe, the military has weaponized autism. <laughs> Oh, I mean that's sort of what happens here because it's also <laughs> what was the term for it was used to call for Astrid? It was like a get me a a looker or something. Yeah, a fringe division looker. <laughs> and then she just looks at the math. It's like 
<laughs> she does the math because there's by so looking many, at it oh this like yeah there's like very tense like they're like oh no we're seeing gravitational weaknesses we're gonna have the quarantine so he gets out this fancy device like oh we're gonna lose like ten thousand lives from the quarantine and then olivia or uh sorry ginger gingeria is making these like kind of jokes like oh i didn't even write my will and meanwhile we have sort of like the uh command center going or uh, Bro was talking to Astrid, be like, "Oh, do we have to quarantine? Like, what is your what is your recommendation?" And yeah, yeah the weaponized autism is in here because she's just staring at the numbers, doing the math in her head. Well, they, it's a really weird ish scene because she's like, she's staring really intently at the numbers, and she's like, "This is happening." And he's like, "What's your recommendation?" She's like, "This is happening." What's your fucking recommendation? <laughs> and then she'll, she'll get to it when she gets to it, bro. Yeah. Let's chill. With Twenty <laughs> seconds left on that quarantine device. She's like, "No, you don't have to. It's cool. I'm gonna go get a coffee." Actually, I shouldn't say coffee. I'm gonna go get a not coffee. I'm gonna go get a tea. Yes, a tea and some chicken strips and some honey mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, in this universe, the Szechuan sauce replaces honey mustard. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. No wonder their universe is falling apart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) they also, after deactivating the quarantine, they go up and uh, there's a tumor man just kind of dead. What the the fuck, Fringe? What the fuck? (laughs) Tumor man. Why again? Just a man covered in tubers. Yep. He's doing God. completely fine. God He's yeah. just fucking sleeping. hell. He just yeah. has to have a nap. <laughs> and he could use his face as a fucking pillow. Exactly. Oh, it'd be um, and they go, oh, sweet sleeping guy. I'm going to rob him. Um, and they get out his wallet. Um, and then they realize that his money is useless. Because who, <laughs> who the fuck, fuck is Andrew fuck Jackson? Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of Andrew Jackson. Why is he on the 20? Yep, and then also uh, they look at his ID and like, that's not a show me. <laughs> All of this I, stuff is wrong. I really wanted them to look at it and be like, where the fuck is Tennessee? <laughs> we have Ninacy. Is that what this is? <laughs> oh, no, I was going to hope that they were going to go, wait, but Tennessee disappeared 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what do you mean United States of America? We have the Northern States of America and the Southern States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they went in that direction. No, because I, don't I think, think the, the other would be around. Yeah, the, the, I think the, the other universe is supposed to seem more progressive than us. Is what they're I think they're trying to do and seem better. I think that's the point of like them still having the twin towers as well. Um, so I'm not going to say more progressive. I'm better. going to say more technologically advanced. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would oh, argue slightly more progressive just from the fact that when they show the $20 bill, there is a black person on the bill? Well, not just a black person. It's Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I would argue, like, they're trying to present themselves as like, at least the writers of the show are trying to present currently the universe as more progressive and, like, better than ours. This is... In quotation. This is, like, setting it up as, like, oh, it's an idyllic utopia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Which Look, is no what doubt fringe... going to be false because like yeah. they're they're not who we're cheering for, so they have to be evil, right? Because yeah. that that'd like, be a weird at... twist if it's like, hey, no, yeah, we're the bad guys. Keep, keep cheering for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, we don't quite see that twenty dollar bill like show quite yet. Uh, instead, the camera pans over to uh, part of the theater where there's definitely the same Olivia. Um, looking out and freaking the fuck out at other Olivia, blonde Olivia. <laughs> 
how dare she have her bangs like that? She crawls away. <laughs> just Olivia's no, like, man, Walter's glad like, I never got bangs. <laughs> Walter's like, wow, Olivia, her ass is really fat. Yeah, uh, but and we see joining... two other random people. Yeah, we've never, we've, never we've totally never seen that dude with the two-shaped scar on his face or the hot woman. <laughs> get it? Get it? Because she's a pyrokinetic? Yeah, this was when I realized that, oh, oh, that dude's that guy. Because, like, yeah. man, those then, tumors were familiar. <laughs> yeah, tumor, tumor dude was Cancer Man from yep. a yeah. recent episode. Like, I recognize those cancer cells. Yeah. <laughs> those are in my cl- nightmares. I, I will remember those anywhere. And then we hit the, uh, the credit sequence as Olivia looks up through the glass ceiling of the theater and sees a, a fucking Fuck Zeppelin. Fuck yeah, Zeppelins. Fuck yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah. And then, David, uh, what do you think of the, uh, the, the, op- the cold open here, the opening sequence? So, as always, I didn't write down what the words were because fuck you guys. But it was red, and I noticed the words were different as well. Oh, God. I gotta... Hold on. I have the episode up. Okay. Because, uh, like, yeah, some of them stood out to me as being very different. Like, uh, the, the one that stood out most to me was First People, which is, like, the, like, essentially the concept that there were people before humans and stuff, which I thought would be interesting to highlight. Because, like, if that's something they're researching in other Fringe universe, that would be an interesting plot point to build on. Okay. I'd like, so I'd like to point have... out Hive Mind is also on there. Yeah, yeah, we have Hypnosis, Pyrokinesis, Hive Mind, ESP, Neuroscience, uh, Clairaudience. Uh, it's like Clairvoyance, but... Cryonics. It's the ghost yes. yes. Cryonics. Fuck, the ghost network. <laughs> Cryonics, First People, Astral Projection. Proto-science, uh, Mutation, Genetic Engineering. Yeah. But yeah, the intro is red now, and this is where we get our first distinction, clear, clear distinction between universes. Uh, the mainline universe is the blue universe, and the alternate universe is the red universe. Yes. So except we can when now you're refer in to the... them as blue and red. Except yes. when you're in the past in the blue universe, it's gray. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm sure that if you're in um, the past in the red universe, uh, it's going to be sepia like cyan or sepia. Yeah, <laughs> not cyan, sepia. That's the one. <laughs> cyan tone. That'd be weird. That's the future. <laughs> well, no, cyan's just blue again. Yeah, That's the problem. but it's a lighter shade of blue. Because <laughs> it's a brighter future. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, we cut back 36 hours earlier because Ooh. we got to know how they got to the alternate universe. Uh, Walter is watching um, Walternate take Peter away. Um, well, not take. He's, Walternate talks to Peter and is like, hey, I can take you back to your original universe if you if you want. And Peter's like, okay, cool, let's go. And then they're gone. Which is so far I, uh, less dramatic than how they arrived. Yeah. So I uh, blame Olivia for not being a good enough honeypot to keep Peter in this universe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Because Peter oh, does not amazing. even hesitate over anything. Listen, I'm pretty sure that Walternet probably went, listen, there's also an Olivia over there. And she's a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> you could bang like, this Olivia. <laughs> you could bang my Bolivia. She has bangs. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, Olivia 
isn't like sadly watching security tape footage over and over again. She instead is drinking like a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that they Walter... realize that fringe division is basically over. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Um, uh, Walter then like watching the tape is like, Oh shit. I remember something and goes rummaging through some stuff. And then, you know, just like an observer comes to talk to Olivia. It's, it's, we can skim over this. Nothing important is there. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. So nothing... here's our here's our observer sighting. Yep. No yep. plot relevance. <laughs> just the observer sighting. He just he just gives her a weird drawing of like DNA, like A C G T strings in the background, and then you know just like a picture of Peter with fire coming out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, my favorite part of this scene specifically is that as the observer is walking away, like Olivia notices the paper and she looks at the back of his head and you can see like the light bulb turn in, turn in her head. Cause she's like, I fucking know that back of a head. <laughs> God, I know that bald spot. <laughs> but yeah. Walter calls Olivia and he's like, I, something terrible is going to happen. And Olivia's like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> There's some uh, weird shit that just got given to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like Olivia comes over and shows it and Walter's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is what I was supposed to remember. This is what's going to happen. Peter is going to destroy the world. Peter is, in fact, the Antichrist. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, but we have to get Walter or we have to get Peter back. But how, how we do it? And the way you do it is you raid a private corporation as the federal government. Yep. Yep. Um, and boy, Broyles is pissed. Broyles <laughs> is not happy. This is the best fucking scene. I really like that they, they just, like, I feel like when they were talking to Lance Reddick, they're like, listen, you gotta play two roles this episode, but you get to be pissed off in both of them. And he's like, fuck yeah. Fuck, I've been waiting for this moment. And he Finally. was like, walk, he was walking on stage because the scene was originally supposed to start in the office and an extra was like hey dude you can't go in there like we haven't started filming yet." And he's like don't even fucking touch me i just came back from washington state <laughs> and backhands him <laughs> i took a flight to the wrong washington <laughs> and i am furious about it and olivia's like fuck we gotta figure out what the fuck is happening out there it's not okay like this is also a fringe case should we check this out if we had the time, we should send the team there, but uh, gotta worry about this first. Bro's like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, Olivia, you're fired. You didn't keep Peter around. But yeah, no, Bro's is like marching through Massive Dynamic with this entire like FBI squad, and a security guard's like, sir, you can't go in there, and he's about to like stop Bro's, and Bro's just looks at him and goes, don't even think about it, and continues walking. It's pretty amazing, to be and fair. Then, Nina's like, what the fuck is going on? You're crazy. And he's like, you've been selling weapons to the other side. And they're both shouting at each other. And Olivia is basically like, mom, dad, stop fighting. I'm the one who needs help. We staged this raid to get you to help us. Yeah, this is this is how this is how we're going to do the help, I guess. My, yeah. So my vibe from this was that did they actually have evidence? They didn't actually have evidence, right? That they were massive dynamics with selling weapons to the other side. I think they did through like William Bell connections. It was mentioned a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a William Bell thing again. Okay. Because in my head, I thought Olivia had just lied to Burroughs about this in order to get him pissed (laughs) off. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is why we're here. No, I I think it was 
I think like some designs or something, something they found from the shapeshifters was like William Bell made this somehow. It's... And so Burroughs was like, I want to raid Massive Dynamic. And this was the final straw when the other side took Peter. It's kind of incredible because essentially what the FBI has been saying multiple times from this, like in the end of season one and the end of season two, is they're like, yeah, William Bell's probably a terrorist, but like massive dynamic. They're still cool. He's just the head of that company. <laughs> but who's yeah, going to make our light bulbs? <laughs> we, we won't force the board to like expel him and like sell off all his stock options and like erase any contact he has with the company. You can just yeah. stay. He's, I'm sure he's fine. You know, he's over there. He can't cause too much damage. <laughs> like getting Olivia into a car crash. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Which, as David did point out, did not kill Bolivia. Nope, I really thought it would have. Mm. Uh, That's a failed call You, you did shot. try your best. The momentum hey. was not deferred in that way. Hey, I, I got quite a bit of cold shots this season, to be fair. You did. You did call a lot of the shots. But, um, you, caught, you called some, um, like, you would say something, and then I would have to message Nick and be like, fuck, he knows. <laughs> well, no, I would message you, Charlie. Excuse, no, excuse you. There's, no, there's a couple of times where I'm just like, shit, that's a really good call. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know my sci-fi. I've watched a lot of sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, it, it really makes me wonder, like, exactly how predictable Fringe, Fringe is and just how much, like, TV David has watched. Uh, eh, I think Fringe does a really good job of choosing the most interesting answer to things, and sometimes the most interesting like answer to a question is predictable because like yes, that's yeah. the most interesting one ever. Of course, people are going to think about it because it's the best choice. So I don't fault yeah. Fringe on being predictable in that case because as long as they're doing what's interesting, it doesn't matter if it's like it's yeah overdone it's, because hey, it's it's still the best option. Yeah, it's predictable, but it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely pick the ones that are the most entertaining and not the ones they're like, why would they do this? Yeah, that's like, way as, better than out of the left field, just like nonsense. Yeah, like, as soon as as soon as they introduce like alternate universes and there was mentions about Peter's health, I think everyone watching the show kind of jumped to, oh, Peter's from the alternate universe. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we all knew it was coming, so they didn't make a major reveal out of it. Because they strongly hinted at it like 18 times, but you're still like, <laughs> where is this going? So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. As long as yeah. the story they're telling is interesting, it doesn't matter if they use tropes or like common um, cliches. Yeah. Like as long as, again, you're doing a good job of execution, the, the, the method doesn't matter. And in this case, the kind of curveball to this is um, there's a like a weird machine that William Bell designed that yep. Massive Dynamic has not built on this side at the very least. No. And it looks to be, there's, it's like a dude hooked, you know the scene in The Incredibles where he's like got the balls on his hands and feet? Where he's like trapped oh, there yeah. and then yeah. and then he hugs the woman and then his wife walks in and thinks he's cheating on her? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's like that, but bigger. And, yep, basically. Uh, I'll give you that. There's there's a dude, presumably Peter, who is mm -hmm. in the middle of it. And I'm guessing this is supposed to be the doomsday machine. Yeah. Um but so, Olivia's like, hey mom, can you help me get to a parallel universe to save my crush? And Nina's like, Yeah, sure, I guess. 
fine. Let me take you to Brandon. And then yeah, Brandon. Oh fucking Brandon. <laughs> That's the dream. God, I hate Brandon. <laughs> well, no. So Brandon? before we get to before we get to Brandon, um, oh no, yeah, no, we get to meet. No, no, we're I thought we swapped back over to the alternate universe again for some unknown reason but that nope. that's still a ways away yeah no the only thing that goes over to this alternate universe is a mug that brandon yeah. sends over and then he causes it to explode <laughs> and he's like yep that's what happens if you go back and forth too much <laughs> I, don't do I, it I, he's like i think that's what happened to bell is he'll explode if he gets touched on this side um yeah. nina also says she hasn't been able to contact um bell she keeps sending him messages, but he's not responding. She's she's being left on red. Yeah. Yep. Well, and no, the, not on red. She's he, Bell has turned off red. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have read receipts on. Smart guy. Yeah. yeah. He turned off read receipts, and she's like, "Wow, rude." Um, and they're going through all their options to get over to the other side, so they can't contact William Bell. Walter says we can't do the Raiden Lake thing again because it would just destroy both universes. Mm-hmm. Um. And Nina's like, hey, Brandon, get the fuck out of here. We have highly sensitive information to talk about, even though, like, Brandon apparently knows everything. Um, and Nina's like, Olivia, did you forget that you can jump universes at will with your mind? <laughs> and Olivia's like, yeah, but I can't do that on command. Yeah. And <laughs> Walter's which, like, at that point, they're not like, no, but we can train you because they've tried that like twice already. Yeah. yeah. And it's failed. Uh, <laughs> so stop, tr- stop trying to mind that well. And Walter's like, if only we had more Cortexafan subject, we could use them as batteries. If only we had more Cortexafan subject that the federal government had been hiding and secretly training, <laughs> almost like the X Men. And Burl's like, ha, so you figured it out. <laughs> So you figure it out that X-Men is my favorite comic book series. I'm like Professor let, let X, but the, I uh... can walk. Ha ha ha, I am superior. <laughs> but yeah, this is basically Broyles being like, hey, I did the X-Men. Yeah, which is seriously like, they're, even this like scene where they're like walking past like the, uh, the glass and you can see everyone's situated there just showing off their powers. It's like, this is just X-Men. Like, what the fuck? tumor man can well, no. cure so we get disease two of them, we get two of them showing off their powers and then just nick lane chilling uh well, no he makes the woman smile yeah he's he smiles and oh, the other okay. woman starts smiling as well i think that was the okay. show off of his power yeah but tumor man can now cure disease and Burroughs even is like he's like oh he doesn't give people cancer anymore in fact he can cure disease sally's turning into quite the competent pyrokinetic and nick can now direct his uh, empathic abilities and i'm like why are you giving us like a comic book rundown <laughs> because they wanted this to be like this was like the the cool thing to do back in 2010 this full-on feels like that scene in x-men first class where they're recruiting the mutants like, yeah <laughs> you're like where's hugh jackman to tell me to go fuck myself <laughs> where's wolverine come on you can't have the x-men about wolverine <laughs> can you imagine oh yeah by the way we implanted some metal in this one child <laughs> just for fun i wanted to make a wolverine <laughs> It was like, my idea, Broyles. <laughs> Broyles is like, we decided experimenting on children was unethical. So instead, I gave this actual Wolverine a metal skeleton and metal claws. And it's just a Wolverine in a room killing people. <laughs> and they go, we don't let him out anymore. Uh, X-Men, but they're all small woodland animals would be amazing. <laughs> 
it's just the one dude who's a human but has the ability to speak to them that has to be the leader. Dude, you're just describing our next D&D one-shot <laughs> is a druid and his magical entourage of woodland creatures. Oh, no. Oh. And squirrel oh, Girl yeah. is now Girl Squirrel, and it's just a female squirrel. A female squirrel with all the powers of a human. <laughs> Opposable thumbs. What's your ability, squirrel? I can do your taxes. <laughs> Let me read over that track. mortgage. I'm real good at this. <laughs> I'm I'm actually legal girl squirrel. I was I went to law school. Specialized in real estate law. I can oh. I can grab a pen and sign this mortgage for you. I'm actually ambidextrous. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Yeah. So, so other Catexafan people. Uh. So now it's hey, we have um, we have more batteries for Walter to <laughs> use so that Olivia could jump universes. Um, and like they, it, this is such a cliche scene, and I love every minute of it, knowing what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because <laughs> like Walter shows up and Nick's like, that's not the same man who experimented on me. And James, who is cancer man, is like, no, that's the exact same man who experimented on me. I was like, is it, though? Because Walter is like severely Walter emotionally and mentally crippled. Walter literally is missing parts of his brain. Like, yeah, like from a factual scientific point of view, that is not the same man. <laughs> It might physically look like the same man aged up, but also that brain be fucked. Yeah. Um, and oh, uh, just to touch on something they mentioned, by the way, while they're walking through. Oh shit! Uh, right, the Senate Intelligence Committee gave them money. Yeah, they got money from it in order to fund it, and also Broyles does mention that they tried it with five people. These three are the only ones who took really well to it, and that there are still un like unidentified uh, Cortexafan people out there as well. Bas- so just basically keep that this, plot hook this is them a little testing bit open to see if X-Men works. Yeah, keep that keep that plot hook just a little bit open just in case. Do you think just in this case was we the... want to bring back the X-Men? Well, no, do you think this was an attempt at doing like a fringe spin-off? Like this was them testing the waters? I would say yes. Honestly, except so for what's... the fact that how quickly those three people go. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so what's really funny is that this episode right here um, could have generated two whole spinoffs. Just the one episode. Because uh, yeah. you could easily have alternate universe fringe. Um, mm-hmm. Like, just call it fringe division instead of fringe. Yeah. Um, and then you eh. could have also had... Uh, <laughs> what uh, you what would also you call just the... had um, Cortexafan. Yeah, what... Is that what you would call um, it? Would you call it Cortexafan? I think Cortexafan's pretty good. Instantly fringy. You can tell that's a weird sci-fi show. The only thing is, like, it doesn't really to talk about like superpowers or mutants it'd have to be like the cortex offend like a uh, team or like squad or something like fringe colon trials <laughs> something Ooh. like that yeah Ooh, i like that a <laughs> uh, fringe trial sounds like it'd be the legal spinoff though that deals with the legal fallout <laughs> <fringe division. laughs> law and order fringe <laughs> yeah that's what it sounds like <laughs> are we gonna revive the fringe franchise so it's just like so if this man he murdered a bunch of people using technopathy yep so where is he now well he's in a medicated coma and massive dynamic 
Please cry <laughs> him. Like, Wait, why are we keeping him at massive dynamic again? It the entire show is just one like Justice Department lawyer going, um, like he's a terrorist. Patriot Act, Patriot Act, Patriot Act, Patriot Act. <laughs> it's just every episode, months of investigation, and they go, there's no way to try them. Wait, I got it. And they reach into their desk, and they pull out a stamp, and they go, Patriot Act. And that's how every oh, episode no. ends. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I've it's written the best shit. Oh, that'd be terrible. It'd be we so should, bad. We should write some uh, pilot episodes for these spinoffs. <laughs> All these actors have probably moved on to better things. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, but, but hey. like back to the cliches, Walter's like, oh, I know you don't want to hear this, but like this is the day you were created for. And I never thought I'd be asking you to save my son to save one or two worlds. And you're like, this is a really weird speech to be in Fringe. Yeah, and this then, already does not feel like Fringe. This 100% feels like a blockbuster movie all but, of a sudden. But then, like, they start, bros is like, you leave at eight, and they're like, hey, FBI guy, we're about to save the world. How about some time off? What is this? Some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, bros is like, turns over his shoulder, considers the request, and goes, get them whatever they want. And apparently, whatever they want, James Heath, Goes to a hospital to cure people, yep. which, yeah, I like it. He killed a bunch of people and is now saving everyone. And then Sally and Nick are just banging. <laughs> Wait, which... not just banging, because Nick does go, oh, you want oh, me to yeah. use my powers? <laughs> like She's like, yeah. And she's like, what do you want me to do? Me feel what you're feeling or for you to feel what I'm feeling? And she's just like, both. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that seems like a really good way to like die. <laughs> Overstimulation. <laughs> you, you'll come really hard once, but never again. I just imagine they start and instantly both orgasm just from the overstimulation. <laughs> like I don't like. Hey, let's let's not do that like, one again. Would that, that cause a feedback sad. loop? Because it's like like yes. him like yeah like yeah. it'll amplify I, it way too much. I feel good because you're feeling good, and you're feeling good because I'm feeling good, and it just and keeps I'm feeling going. good because I'm feeling yeah. what you're feeling, and yeah, I feel like that would just loop. <laughs> also, Sally gets like really really territorial when olivia walks in the first oh, time yeah, that because weird thing. nick uh, nick looks over and he's like oh olive's here and everyone starts laughing and she just looks at him and goes babe or like baby <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, she said baby specifically which is the weirder term to use yeah but you do also, get you get, get broils, broils chuckling here which is quite possibly the most frightening thing that happens in this episode he's just smiling going <laughs> it's happy broils you're like fucking stop Let it happy broils be the best no. part about this is that when it ends broils has such a sad look on his face like that was the first time i felt happy in seven years <laughs> since like my divorce like that's the expression on his face oh god but like so oh. james is like i'm gonna go there's this young woman dying at the hospital and she i think got that's a bad his sister is it? No, I don't think so. I think he, right? I don't think no, he knows her. No, no it is, he literally just goes and like yeah. cures random people. Is it, because he cures story, her. In his original story, his sister was dying of cancer, right? Yeah. 
Yes, but this is this is just him going. I was okay. never lucky. I'm glad I I'm glad I can make some other people lucky, and I'm okay. just gonna go use all my powers now. Yeah, because um, he's he's like in a hospital, cures her, and then goes, "Who's next?" Mm-hmm. Right, but my thought was that he cured his sister first, and then decided to go cure everyone else. No, I okay. think it's no. I think it's just no. His sister died. Oh, was his sister dead already? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he is, accidentally he like killed a... her. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's a real weird way to spend your one night of freedom. Like, so he can cure no, people. I think it's great. What? Yeah, it's what a would... sign of good character for him? Honestly, no. This before yeah. he was literally no, I'm murdering saying James... people to survive long enough. James is fine. James is easily. Oh, the you best. mean Nick and Sally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but what else would they do? Like, would Nick yeah, go into like? Really, they can't really go and help people. Like, because Nick. Well, they I'm can't... sure Nick could go into like a hospice care. And like, or like a children's ward where all the kids are sad and just make them feel better. But I don't know but if that's good or he not. He can only share his emotions. So, so what if that just really bumps him out? <laughs> well, so he just has to here's, stand here's, outside here's the gonna... children's ward and Sally just has to like give him a full job. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm, I'm going to say. Oh, no. I was going to try and say something meaningful. At this point, that doesn't work. No, because uh, I just talked about a grown man it. sending the feelings of a blowjob to cancer-riddled children. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you could go do. <laughs> Kids, you'll never get one of these, so here's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so that's 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 like sexual assault, right? Like, <laughs> it would have to be, yeah. Almost certainly. <laughs> oh my god! Just, just, just want to make sure that we're on the same page with fringe trials, the sexual assault case. <laughs> oh man! Oh, man. <laughs> uh. Oh, and then we get we get sad scene of Walter sniffing Peter's sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh man, are you seeing this on Fringepedia? Oh, let me see. Uh, Walter oh, spends his evening at home doing last minute chores. He throws in some laundry, then picks up a sweater of Peter's and smells it. Please God, save Peter. But please God yes. is in italics. Oh it is God. italicized with a question mark. Yeah. And then Olivia wakes up. Um, hey, Ella's back. Yeah. And she and... Get, wakes up to a perfectly not creepy uh, <laughs> Olivia staring over her. And Olivia <laughs> goes, weird my, mom, my mom gave me this cross before she died. You have it now. Well, yeah, it's like, I think it's now time I pass it on to you. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, not not a great thing to do. Because yeah. later she leaves, or she leaves. and then Rachel's says, back. Yeah, she says goodbye to Rachel. And Rachel's like, oh, I didn't even notice you come in. And she's like, oh, it's fine, whatever. And they have like a tender hug. And then she leaves. And then Ella comes out. And is like, look what Liv gave me. And Rachel goes, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, no. But uh, so Rachel says, like, are you going to be home for dinner tonight? And Olivia's like, oh, I hope so. Which implies that they're staying with her. 
uh, I'm pretty sure when she got the night, when Olivia, quote unquote, got the night off, she's like, all right, I'm going to go see my family now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because, like, the others decided that they were going to use their powers to do things during... Well, they, uh, they also have to travel to New York. <laughs> so maybe yes. Rachel lives in New York. Who the fuck knows? We don't knows? care about Anyways, her Anyways, beside the point. Let's get to the cool part of the episode. Woo. Yeah. Uh, they go to the theater we saw in the opening. Whoa, we're getting Ooh. closer. Um, uh, uh, this theater's completely closed down and looks a little bit different, though. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, like, scaffolding. It's under renovations. Um, but apparently Nina sent a message to William Bell. And if he gets it, he'll be at the Grayshot Bridge in Central Park, which is a big presumption that at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is several big presumptions, Grayshot Bridge exists in the alternate universe. Central Park exists. <laughs> New York itself exists. Well, they know New York exists. They know and New York exists. They're running off 12 hour time. Maybe so the I French think... Revolution won and they went to decimal time. <laughs> I think those are pretty safe bets because they've definitely like from the way Nina phrases the I don't have like we haven't been able to keep in contact with Bell. It implies that they have in the past yeah. been able to contact him on the other side. So I think this kind of stuff they would have already ironed out mm-hmm. like these kinds of small yes. like things like they would definitely know about that stuff. They, they'd probably at least like William Bell probably would have been like, whoa, it's crazy. The Twin Towers are here. Uh, Central Park exists like that's <laughs> hey, that bridge exists. <laughs> My favorite meeting spot. This is where I would bang Nina. <laughs> this is where I tag team Nina with Broyles. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so there is... it was in Central Park, but it sure did look like Paris. They're in the theater. They're in the tower. And then they're basically like, Walter starts explaining how they're going to go over. And then Walter's like, yeah, and then I'm going to come too. And Rose is like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) The fuck you are. Yeah, that's no. (laughs) And then Walter gets to be like the sort of like reasonable figure here. Or like the not reasonable. What am I looking for? Self-sacrificing? Like courageous person? Because he says essentially like, I could not ask these people to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So I'm going with them. And yeah. you can see that that sort of does have an effect on Nick and Sally and James because they do sort of like perk up at that line. Yeah. They uh, they go to, you know, check and make sure that someone's vote still counts. And uh, yeah, <laughs> by Walter saying this, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're also like, oh, hey, we talked about it in between rounds of amazing sex. And... <laughs> Uh, you may have experimented on us, but you also made us special. To which I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> and then and then Walter's like, you know what? This whole thing's off. Go home. Uh, I love you. You're special. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What a terrible <laughs> reference. Skipping right over that. Um, what actually happens is... Walter, it was the perfect Walter fucking tells opportunity. Raise their hands as kids. Yeah, they make a raise prayer their hands circle, just like they were kids. Bring them back. Uh, bring them back to the childhood. Remember when everything was possible, um, and feel the universe move through you. Ooh, and then he spins around, and all of a sudden they're there. Yes. Now take this MDMA. <laughs> and and James is covered in tumors. Yeah, James is kind of on the floor and not doing so hot. <laughs> 
Sally, on the other hand, is also doing very hot. (laughs) (laughs) But instantly, yeah, their powers seem to be malfunctioning, which is, that's not good. Yeah, it's unfortunate because... (laughs) Yeah, Um, we see the opening from their point of view where they leave James, they run up to hide behind some seats. Sally isn't feeling very well. Um, and, um, the fringe division team comes in and Walter's like, Nick, get them the fuck out of here. Make them suicidal or something. And Nick's like, I'm trying to make them kill themselves, but it just won't work. Which to be fair, if they'd wanted to be suicidal, they just would have taken out the quarantine device and that wouldn't have been good for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Bolivia takes out the Andrew Jackson 20, scans it. And it's like, hey, you got a junior? And they pull out another 20, and it's got Martin Luther King Jr. on it, which, to which is a uh, much also better Also, the interaction there between uh, Charlie and Captain Lee is great. Oh, yeah. Because he like it's like you got a junior, and Charlie like pulls out his wallet, and he's got a huge wad of bills. And Lincoln's like, oh, going to the strip club, li- strip club later? And Charlie responds with, yeah, I got to go see your sister. Ooh, so, someone, so someone will. <laughs> But Bros is like, hey, whatever you scanned, the DOD wants to talk about it. The Secretary of Defense wants to see you. Yep. And so they go to Liberty Island with a, like... Completely normal Statue of Liberty. Yeah, a copper Statue of Liberty. Yep, nothing weird about it. Yeah. And we get to see um, Charlie shooting up. Uh... (laughs) Yes, he does. <laughs> gotta keep gotta keep the scorpion babies sleeping. <laughs> oh man. All this advanced technology and you can't kill some scorpion babies, eh? I mean they could keep the There's sti- some pretty advanced scorpion babies. Listen, we don't know how bad the fringe case was over here. Those could have been like super scorpion babies. <laughs> yeah. Like super penicillin and super bacteria. <laughs> and super AIDS. And a super virus. <laughs> But what about a Superman? Ooh, that's a different he, property. He, he also X-Men. died. He also died of super scorpions. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's how deadly the super scorpions are. I'm um, glad that's what super scorpions do. But yeah, we see uh, Secret- Secretary of Defense Walter Bishop talk to them, and he's like, "Hey, um, like explain Fringe Division to me." And they're like, "Well, it's the division designed to counter." Um, like naturally occurring anomalies and events um, and natural disasters um, that are like holes in the the fabric event. Yeah. The zero event at Raiden Lake. And we we all know this. We all know this because you, you wrote and published a book in 1995 called ZFT. Yeah. Dumbass. (laughs) David, I think you actually called this. Did I? Is this yeah, one of the I, things I called? You you said, um, I'm pretty sure you said, I think because Walter apparently wrote the manifesto on blue side, then it stands to reason he's the leader of ZFT on oh, yeah, red yeah. side. And I think that's when Nick and I messaged each other and went, shit. <laughs> he's I'd getting really good at this. I definitely didn't call that ZFT would just be a normal published book, though. Like that's he that's that's a surprise. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, oh, Over also... Here, it's something that's taught in universities, and, you know... Yeah, yeah. and he's like, oh, also, uh, ZFT is an entire lie. These aren't natural events. This was started by one man in a parallel universe. Well, he doesn't say one man. Want... He says it's a, it's a man-made event caused this. Okay, sorry. Yeah. 
He doesn't um, specify that one person did it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, the other universe um, wants well, and to... He, and he makes sure to go, by the way, this is all hush-hush. Um, yeah, we may, very people may know a lot more over here, but they don't know about the, uh, the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, oh, hey, the man you saw at the theater was an intruder, an invader into this universe. Um, and you should go and find and kill the others. Mm-hmm. Now go, my X-Men. Well, these yeah, guys are he, less X-Men, like... more... Um, now go, my federally funded mercenaries. <laughs> which, At which point, he doesn't just go, oh, by the way, um, walk into that room, and all of a sudden, three completely normal, definitely not shapeshifter versions of them come out. <laughs> <laughs> which, so that he can trust also... them. Instead, he's like, yeah, no, these people are fine, I'm sure. <laughs> like, do shapeshifters... Like, how common is that knowledge, do you think? I don't um, think definitely not very. common either. Yeah. Well, no, shapeshifters are also definitely not common because their entire point is to invade our universe or like yeah. the blue universe. Um, but I'm assuming that when he then tells them, oh, by the way, you're going over here, he doesn't then just go, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to bring in some, uh, some assistance. Uh, <laughs> you guys get to die over there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we cut back to the blue universe gang and Sally is smoking hot. <laughs> um, literally nick did make the yeah. right choice obviously and they try to catch a bus but they need to show me mm-hmm. yep and they no can't they can't show him their show me's so olivia's like we're gonna walk to central park and nick's like that is three miles and she is not doing okay and olivia's like let's get fucking going i don't care the about your new girlfriend choice <laughs> Uh, and then um, Peter and wakes we, up. We then get a happy scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah happy. Yeah, I guess. Unnerving, I would say, in yeah. general, because we get Peter waking up in uh, Walternet's house and he goes and he sees his mom or his alternate, his real mom cooking bacon. And they have like sort of a touching reunion. Yeah, it's a touching reunion. Apprehensive. Yeah, it's a touching it's a touching reunion if you ignore like the circumstances, I would say. Yeah. Um so they're like talking and or no, it just ends with her being like, "Do you want breakfast? Do you still like bacon? Mm-hmm. I used to bake your bacon." And he gets some hugs her. Um and then we cut back to Blue Squad for a little bit for like a scene. Um cuz Nick's like, yeah, can you help Sally from like dying? Uh, and Walter's like, somehow in the crossover, your powers got fucked up. Um, you didn't use them Did more either than either of you. You didn't use them more than usual, like to have an infinite feedback loop of sexual pleasure. And Nick's like, no, no. Um, well, no. the The important thing to recognize is there's a reason why one of them is dead. Well, yeah, I think this this actually fits really well because uh, James used his power a fuck ton and just died nearly instantly. Nick used his quite a bit for the sex, so his powers are shot, but he's not dying from it. And then Sally hasn't used her powers, and that's why she's still like see, having some of it happen. See, no, I take it as Sally is consistently using some of her power to like mm-hmm. stop setting shit on fire, which is why it's <laughs> a slow burn. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah, that's no. how I'm gonna take this head cannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, that that makes that makes some amount of sense to me. But I mean, uh, to be fair, like 
Nick's power when it runs out of control doesn't really hurt him, right? Yeah. So him just not having it is interesting yeah. as well. He's just a normal dude now. Yeah, because James yeah. and Sally's powers, when they run out of control, do hurt them. Like, they are both at risk of killing themselves when we first see them. Yeah. Yes. Which would be, it would be a fun way, once again, to run a D&D campaign. It's like, all right, you can have the safe choice, but your power isn't as cool. Or you can go risky. <laughs> your power kills you sometimes. Hi, you're Olivia. You can jump universes, but, like, maybe... It really depends, and if it goes off, and nothing bad. Only happens. if the plot allows it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me roll. Let me roll. If you get a twenty, you're you're good. <laughs> you jump into a third universe. This one's green, and it's the Mass Effect three ending. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, Walter's like, I can't help her right now, but hopefully William Bell can. Uh, and then we cut back to Elizabeth. And Peter, and Peter's like, oh, you know what? Um, I've, I never had bacon growing up as a kid because my mom was a vegetarian, and I always thought I imagined. Oh, sorry, I referred to her as my mother. You're my real mom. Um, it and then we get a like very the, awkward scene. Then we get the most shit on yeah. Blue Peter's mother ever. <laughs> this is always such a weird scene to watch. This is so weird because she's like, oh, are you still close to your mom? And Peter's like, no, she killed herself 10 years ago. And then her response to that is, well, you got to take, take responsibility for yeah. your choices. No, but even before as, that. As Peter, the arrow flies. Even <laughs> references no one's going to get. That's okay. They're for you guys. But like, even before that, Peter's like... Um, well, Elizabeth is like, did your other mom take care of you and all that? And Peter's like, yeah, she took very good care of me. Um, but, you know, she was a fucking weak pussy and killed herself. <laughs> that is, there is some serious, like, victim blaming going on in this conversation. He's like, he's like, she wasn't yeah. strong. She was very, very sad and weak. <laughs> and so she killed herself 10 years ago. Also, we've now learned that coffee doesn't really exist in this universe. Um, we knew that before, though, from the uh, other episode where he was talking yeah. about he had real coffee and shit, right? The uh, the yeah. architect for Pentagon 2.0 that mm -hmm. was a circle. <laughs> Still angry about that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but then uh, Elizabeth is like, okay, enough about talking about your weak mom. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go read these blueprints for your dad. Your dad dropped these off for you to read so you can end <laughs> so you can end the world. <laughs> Cuz hey, it's the same blueprints that Olivia got from the observer. Ooh. Oh wow. But hey, let's cut back to um them meeting William Bell in the park, just like we all expected, right? Yep. Yeah, there and is not a perfectly uh, nice meeting. Bell's like, "Oh yeah, here's some medicine. You're not going to die anymore." And here's in fact, a look, GPS I, tracker to Peter. Here you go. Look, I took, I, I went to the studio or the theater and I got James and he's fine. <laughs> it, it totally works out like that. No, in fact, uh, Sally um, is like, I don't, I really like it here. The dolls are so pretty. I think I'm going to stay here in like the total cliche thing of like, oh, it's getting dark out. Guess I got to go to sleep now. They're like, but it's midday. And he goes, nope, sleepy times. <laughs> yep, Sounds that's definitely how those well. scenes go. <laughs> that's how the scenes go when I write them. Ah, uh, sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, just it, yeah. replace every scene of Black Widow calming the Hulk and Avengers with, hey, big guy, sleepy times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, uh, they, they make their way, they make their way to the park. Um, they, they hear some police sirens and, oh no, William Bell's betrayed them. Who could have seen this coming? Oh. And then and, Nick, Nick gets shot. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Sally's like, all right, time to lay waste to some fools at the end of my power. Um, and well, is about also, to get shot. Nick's like, yeah. no. Yeah. Lincoln shoots Nick and then recognizes Nick. Yep. Which yes. is um, interesting. That's an interesting uh, point. Yeah, and then Sally's like, oh, I guess we're going to, if you're staying here, then I'm staying here. And Lincoln's like, hey, you need to stay, like, you need to come with me now. And she's like, screw you. And then fucking incinerates Lincoln. Cast well, fireball She does herself. a shoddy job of it. <laughs> we learn later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get we get one scene right before that where Bolivia goes uh, and is trying to get, catch Walter, and then just casually pulls out her pistol and shoots him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then is like, "Oh, hey, officer down. Best go check that out instead of chasing this suspect." Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and then finds um, Lincoln, now played by Hayden Christensen. Because oh. <laughs> oh boy, he is fucking charred. Yep. The wiki um, calls them somehow still alive. He's still alive, which is the wiki, shocking. The wiki calls them third degree burns, but I think these are actually fourth degree burns. <laughs> which isn't which is a legitimate medical classification of burns. Yeah. But so this this is the part of the episode that disappointed me was with all the X-Men dying so quickly because like this seems uh, it just See, reminds me of the like writing from Star Wars, the new trilogy, where like they spend a lot of time setting shit up, and then they're like, "Okay, here's it's all, it's all teed up for you." And the person goes, "Now nah, fuck that." <laughs> See, I I really enjoy like how they the did same this. Person. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a point. It's almost <laughs> like they were written by the same guy. Um, was this written by JJ? Um, JJ produced it. I don't. Uh, Jeff Pinker, pro- Joel JJ Wyman. likes to write the last episodes, so he yeah. probably had some hand in this. He um, he did not. He's not credited. Um, this Akiva Goldsman is credited and directed this episode. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I I liked what they did because this was around the time. Like this was what was this 2010? Yeah, this is 2010. So you like the he- superhero thing is starting to come back into vogue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I really liked how they're like, oh, look, we have our own superhero division, but this is quote unquote real life. This is fringe science. So like if you get teleported, then your face starts to melt. And if you're pyrokinetic and you hop dimensions, things aren't going to be okay. I, I like I understand the reasoning behind it as also also the meta reasoning because you can't just have these people like flying yeah. around and because they un- unless they're going to be plot points again and that's hard to keep them like involved. But, like, it just feels, like, because there's all the setup, especially with Nick Lane's character, who we saw, like, way back when, and him making his return. Yeah. uh, It just feels like a cop-out to me, like, that they didn't do something more with them, like, Mm -hmm. other than, like, hey, they were used as batteries, and now they're dead. Like, if they just had more of an impact on this episode, like, if their deaths actually 
propelled the story more. Like yeah, other than oh hey, now we're just down to Olivia and Walter. Like like oh look, stakes are so high. These no name people, you like they basically red shirts in this yeah. case. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like if they actually but, like hey. yeah, if James had a chance to do something more before he died, as or Sally and Nick, I would have been happier with it. Mm-hmm. But just the way to the have subverted... this lead up, to have the lead up for all of this, and just to yeah. result in nothing. The way this subverted my expectations almost made me think Ryan Johnson wrote it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to stay on that shit on Star Wars train. Again, um, I, I think Last Jedi is a perfectly well-written, like not perfectly well-written, I think it's a perfectly okay <laughs> and well-written film and that it's fine and it's really Rise of Skywalker that throws it in the trash can. I disagree with you on several points, but that's if a discussion Rise of Skywalker for another time. took the plot hooks from okay. Last Jedi and David? actually ran with them, it would have been good. Last Jedi destroyed all the plot hooks. Yes, but that's okay. the that's it's okay for it to do that because it's the second ep- movie in a trilogy. <laughs> Symptoms of a larger problem. That's our Star Wars discussion for another time. Um, and we're back. Yeah, <laughs> right. None of that's um, getting cut. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're back. No, I'm Walter. saying, and we're back to bring you guys back on fucking topic. Jesus. <laughs> we're back, and uh, Walter has been shot and stumbles into a hospital. Yeah. 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 He's he, doing fine. He's like, I don't feel good. It's probably onset hemorrhagic shot from this gunshot wound. <laughs> it's like, well, but hey, I'm still walking, yeah. so it probably missed my spine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe only one of my kidneys. But hey, he made it to the hospital because he goes to wave to some people, and it's very clearly at the hospital. I mean, collapses. He's got a famous face, so like, he should get good care. Well, no, he doesn't have his show me on him. But every, I feel like everyone would know, like, Secretary of Defense Walter Bishop. Secretary of Defense is. I feel like Secretary of Defense the single greatest book in modern history for this universe in ZFT. Yeah, I would I would agree with there, and I also feel like Secretary of Defense is a bigger role in this universe than it is in the regular universe because of sort of the deference everyone has been giving him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we kept back to Peter, and Elizabeth is like, I gotta go to bed. Um, do you understand anything your dad gave you? And he's like, maybe, as he continues to pour over some blueprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get Olivia uh, going through some white pages on a public phone to, I guess, figure out where she lives because she then peeves on herself. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, we cut to, we cut to Bolivia and... Um... Uh, we get this. We get this interesting little scene of Bolivia seeming to have like a completely like happy like relationship at home mm-hmm. um, with not John Scott. Thank fuck. I uh, I'm shocked it's not John Scott. <laughs> I am so shocked that. Like, do you I do you think really they tried to get him been, back? Because it makes perfect sense if it was John Scott as well to sort of tie in like Olivia's own story as well that like this alternate universe is also happy with John Scott like. Because when the reveal eh. that John Scott's not a bad guy, I think also ties into that. Like where it's like, yeah, that would have been the happy ending for her, like she if she got to go be with John Scott. We'll we'll get into this later, but I I disagree, and I, I can't explain why I disagree, which is frustrating. Oh, right. Okay, we'll get into it. I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. 
Um, but we do see he's got this weird back tattoo. Yeah, he does. And they, they like show it off a bunch. Uh, yep. yeah. Oh, we also get the news here that Lincoln's alive and he's going to spend some time in a nanite chamber to heal. Yeah, three yeah, months in a nanite regeneration fine. chamber. Which, hey, how long is the off-season for TV shows? <laughs> is it roughly three months? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, we also learned that um, at this point that Bolivia has joined me on the side of not drinking. Um... <laughs> so out of character. <laughs> so out of character, her going, yeah, if I could stand the taste of alcohol. <laughs> And they made sure to show you that Olivia, our Olivia, really likes her drink at the beginning of the episode. Yes. Um, But yeah, she gets a back massage um, from him. And And oh, she definitely doesn't have a weird tattoo that's also zoomed in on. Yeah. What is so tramp stamp is tattooed on like your lower back. What's the term for like base of your neck? Um. Is that like a cult? Is that a cult stamp? About tattoos, though. Well, like, what would be the so, slang for it? Because I feel like only certain people get tattoos there, and I feel like a lot of them are cult members. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a place that no one really looks at unless, like, naked and doing it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when else would you see that on someone? Yeah, that's true. So it seems like a kind of a Depends weird on place. How short their hair is. Yeah, but it seems like a weird place to get tattooed. Like you can't even see it, right? Like, yeah, it's a very strange place to get one. Um, but yeah, and then they pan out, and it's just like silhouettes of them. So I guess it looks like they're having sex. But Olivia's just like kind of creepily staring <laughs> <laughs> through through the street through the window. That could be um, me if I was Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> at which point at which point um maybe i should tie my we get hair leonard nimoy showing up <gasps> going oh yes i wish i could be there too <laughs> i was there last weekend <laughs> now come on yeah, william bell it's incredible yeah we actually he's we, here he's and, not a weird cgi face it's actually william bell i don't know man it's still pretty fucked his face looks blurrier than everyone else's <laughs> <laughs> i think that's just you no i think you should get your eyes checked charlie look back at it and tell me that when they cut to olivia think... she looks perfectly clear and then they cut to him and he looks kind of fucked i think they just fucked up the focus because his ear is in focus but his face is not it's really fucked they they just fucked up their focal length by like an inch is is all that went yeah. wrong olivia is perfectly just, in focus it... in the foreground William Bell's ear is in focus. Well, I mean, makes sense. They probably couldn't get him to shoot another take. I'm surprised he's not sitting down for that shot. (laughs) Jesus. But yeah. But yeah, he's like, hey, um, you have to trust me even though you have zero reason to, but we have to go save Walter's life and we don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we get Walternet opening up uh, what looks to be a secret door. And I'm like, you're Secretary of Defense. Why do you need a secret door? Like, and it's because of this thing. Just have a just have a door that's locked. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like he has like a Sumerian scroll that yep. is the exact same, save for the letters as the sheet of paper the observer gave Olivia at the beginning of the episode, 
And then he stares through this window and oh shit, there's the machine. Ooh. And it's and then when he opens it up and pulls out a component and it says that it's the WaveSync 3. <laughs> WaveSync num the MC WaveSync number 3. Yes. I'm sure that's a piece that of audio equipment, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then um but yeah. That's that's the end of the episode. He has a part of yeah, the machine. Take, mm-hmm. Yeah, takes the takes the part of that uh, machine with him. And that's the and first half of our fine and dandy. Yeah, that's the first half of our season finale. Um, the glyph is weapon, Ooh. and the observer was in the episode. Watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, um, make me angry. All right, this one's honestly okay. Doubt. It's not great, Doubt. but it's okay. Um, so, it's really David, not if you remember bad. back to the last episode, um, when um, Peter's really angry on that bridge um, because Washington he's, he's telling that other person, you know, you, your your fucking partner's the worst. Uh, <laughs> yep. There he was not yep. calling in. Yep. <laughs> Glad he's dead. Uh, and then and then he looks down at the ground um, and there's a couple bubblegum wrappers and he's, and he's like, look at this like fucking like 12 year old with his double bubble. Um, and it zooms in on one of the comic uh, comics. How dare you insult um, Bazooka one Joe. Frames... <laughs> and one of the one of the frames in the comics. Um, and I actually did notice specifically just the frame because I do bring it up a little bit. Uh, but it says you can't get there from here. Okay, and that's, they underline there and here. That's I will accept that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's, it's um, an all right one. Will he be mad yeah. next week? He's oh. not in Washington State, so it'll be fine. No, I mean David. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not in Washington um, State, oh. so maybe uh, there is no next episode clue for next week. Yeah, because it's just the the next episode clue is this hey, look, episode. The entire last episode explains what's going to happen in this one the next That's episode fair. clue is the weapon at the end of this episode because it's prominently <laughs> featured in the next episode <laughs> tune in next week to find out what nick makes up as the next episode clue <laughs> uh. um i'm going to stave off my rating here yeah. because this is part one of a two-part yeah it's a two-parter uh I w- i'll we'll also skip uh f- f- uh Fun facts as well Fun for facts. next episode, yeah, because that yeah. makes more sense um, to keep that all. But hey, contained. the good news is my rating next week will be out of ten because it's two episodes. That's not Ooh. how that works. <laughs> it doesn't matter, David. It's how it works to me. I will edit yours so that it is out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I give this a ten out of five. <laughs> I'll just go back to other episodes to get the same rating from you. Go back to Ghost Network, which retroactively has a 5 out of 5 rating. <laughs> At this point, I think we've said most numbers, unless you rated a 1 out of 5, and I will be shocked. I think I gave... Nah, don't worry, David. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to specifically pick a number that you can't just have very well. I, no, I think I gave the Russian Cosmonaut one a super low rating. I hated that episode. Yeah, but I don't think it ever got a 1. Like, I think the lowest we've done is a 2 or 3. Have to go back and oh, check. Oh, I think Charlie might have given it a one. I might have oh. given it a one. Yeah, but Charlie's a madman. I fucking hated that episode. <laughs> I was very angry during that. That had good special effects, though. Is what I remember. For all the it, dust people. That it did. 
That was the entire reason it wasn't a one for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Mailbag. Mailbag is empty. Um. No. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh. This was part one of a two-part finale. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening. Oh, look at me. I'm Nick. Oh, I go verbs. Oh. Um, oh, my God. If you'd like, please feel free to give us a reading review on iTunes or Spotify what or whatever podcasting service of choice that you use. Um, if you want to get into contact with us, you can uh, message us on Twitter at Forsaf or you can send us an email at Forsaf at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.